Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I am Dr. Damian Gibson, and this is our weekly Nitro review show. And joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Matthew Kayfabe. How do you do? I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, 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 This Nitro, I was really hesitant to watch. I'd had like <laughs> I'd had a, an, an annoying morning already uh thanks to uh, some well people in my life and uh I was actually quite hesitant to watch it. I mean I was always going to but I was like oh man this is just going to be the same shit as we've had for the last month. And it was but it was better. It was done better. Mm. There was some story there was some proper wrestling booking that was done that I enjoyed. Uh, there was some new twist to the same story that I was like, oh, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> um, and we actually had a match that w- had some decent wrestling in it, which I think is the main thing that we've been missing. That, Like, when we first started doing the Nitro, that there was all the um, Gaga as- uh, Mm. as the old boys like to call it. But there was like the there was at least one match on Nitro that was good. You'd always have like a you know, Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero match or whatever that in the middle that kind of kept the You know what I mean? That kept the, the It made you feel good about watching, you know, Hulk Hogan punch yeah. uh, you know, some version of an elderly monster. <laughs> it wasn't fifty minutes of you know, I, my guy can do this and my guy can, you know, just people running up and down that ramp for 50 minutes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and we got that back today uh, with the debutant of a very different looking WWE regular that we'll get into later on in the in the episode. Mm. <laughs> but it took me a while. Like, is that? Is that? <laughs> uh, and then a quick uh, Wikipedia was like, oh, my God, it is. Um, we are now about two and a half months, um, which is only about nine, nine, ten episodes of uh, until the debut of Scott Hall, which is very exciting. Yeah, you can feel it. You can feel it in the in the waters. I don't mind watching this. You know, sort of like I feel like you could you could call it the neon era of WCW. There's so much, there's so much bright colors going on, which I'm cool with, but I just. I just don't want to see Hulk and Macho do the same thing every week. That's my big complaint at the moment. I'm just fascinated to see how long 
it takes for WCW to fully just transition into dudes wearing denim jeans and like plaid and stuff <laughs> from yeah. from this kind of, you know, from everything's fluoro and everyone has a mullet. Yeah, I mean it really is I mean it's 1996. And when you look at the way guys are dressed and stuff, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but there's even even the debutantes of a couple of people today. You're like, Jesus Christ, you know, like it's so it's a decade behind in well, the way that it looks and its presentation. And I mean, it could if you were looking at the wrestlers alone and not the crowd, you would be like, well, is this 1987, 1988? They look like they're in an <laughs> Olivia Newton-John fitness film clip. <laughs> Like, it is the film clip to Let's Get Physical, when not only has, like, grunge hit, Kurt Cobain is actually dead. Has and all been these sort dead of for like, a couple of years. And all these sort of half-good, you know, Nirvana copycats are now, like, on mainstream radio. Like, hmm. grunge is not even is not even underground, or maybe no. it wasn't for very long anyway. But, like, Sonic Youth are being played on MTV at this point. Yeah. Yeah, like they, not they and just to be clear, I'm not I'm not claiming Sonic Youth or a Nirvana ripoff. I was thinking more of Pearl Jam and Live and Can you not put Pearl Jam in the same <laughs> fucking category as Live? Thank you very much. One band is an amazing band and the other's Pearl Jam. No, and the <laughs> other and the other's live. It, it <laughs> Remember is, how huge Live were for one album? It is absolutely That's shocking that WWE hasn't used a, a song off the album Throwing Copper. Oh, yeah. Like, that is such a WWE. But in, like, 1999. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the time it was it was already on, like, the, the old people's stations before it actually was even released to the yeah, young people. Yeah, before it was an oldie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Throwing Copper and then found out that they were, like, Big time God bothering band, and it immediately like just stopped being played in my house. I, I had the album, but it just, and then it was one of those CDs that when I moved out, it just stayed at mum's. I, I don't know what happened to it, but yeah, she just she chucks it on when she's cleaning, just to. <laughs> no, my mum's become a fan of Coldplay, which is probably where Coldplay are at right now. But well, anyway, like when when Parachutes came out. You could listen to it and be like, hey, this is a pretty good album. And also at the same time be like, my mum is going to love Coldplay in 15, 20 years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what's happened. Mm. And Chris Martin's just such a nice boy, which he is. He seems like a nice boy. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough. Of, we'll get mum on when we start doing our music podcast to talk about <laughs> when we do the Coldplay episode. Uh <laughs> So, this episode aired on the 19th of February, 1996. It's from Salisbury, Maryland. We actually have some listeners in Maryland, so shout out to whoever you are, brother dudes. Now, let's get to the comms desk. Mongo is dressed as John Voight from Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> uh, Bobby is dressed as Roger Moore from Live and Let Die when he meets up with Q. Pepe's I'm so excited a- uh, for your description of Eric Bischoff from this episode. <laughs> Pepe's dressed as a Melbourne Demon supporter. <laughs> he looks like he's in the Melbourne Demons cheer squad. If you don't know what that is, Google it, kids. It's an AFL team. And for some reason, Eric's dressed as Michael Landon from <laughs> Highway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that show? <laughs> 
It was on Sadly, Channel 7 always. And I'm sure if you're one of our American listeners, you um, th- I know for a fact that that show was on cable constantly because it is constantly referenced <laughs> in a whole bunch of comedy shows that I like. Um, yeah, just double denim- uh, but like, but with grey sleeves and a hundred percent looks like Michael Landon's <laughs> uniform from Highway to Heaven. I, I had um this idea for a TV show a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a religious person. Um, in fact, I'm sort of the opposite. But I watched this show called Bible Man. Um, where it was like a, a Christian superhero who um. Who, who fought scientists and stuff. It's like a real thing. And I used to tape it off the Christian channel on Foxtel because I was like, I can't believe this exists. This is so amazing and right. so fucked up. And I had this idea called tech because I was like, there must be big money in this. So I was going to uh, scam uh, the Christian faith uh, uh, to have a show called Text Messages for Jesus from Jesus. <laughs> so it's a guy who's like a sinner, everything's going wrong, like he he's he's you know doing terrible things, having extramarital sex, drinking alcohol, um mm-hmm. smoking marijuana. And uh one day uh he loses his house and you know he's 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 falls down in the rain in the mud and a, there's a mobile phone. And it, like, flashes with a text message and, like, gives him an address and he, like, for some reason, because he's drunk and lost everything, he goes to that address and it's like a church and they clean him up and feed him. And then he starts every episode getting a mission from Jesus, who is the, who's the person who's, like, the, the, the name of the person on the phone is is Jesus. And, and in the kayfabe of the show, it is Jesus Christ sending the text messages. Oh, of course. Um, and he's redeeming himself uh, through... Uh, the actions of, of saving these people who need to be saved. Um, so, if anyone wants to send me a couple of mil, you can have text messages from Jesus. I think not only is that a good idea for a TV show, I think it's just a good idea, full stop. <laughs> if you had a if you, if you had a phone line where people could text, you know, 1-800-WHAT-WOULD-JESUS-DO, mm. you know, and then you're getting text messages from Jesus... So wait, so so what I've done is I've come up with the WCW Nitro, like you know, one hour prime time, you know, big deal thing, and you're like, but have you thought about the WCW Hotline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck the show off and just have the Hotline. <laughs> oh, I wish that WCW Hotline still existed. I know there's got to be tapes of it somewhere. I would spend so much money. There has to be. It's the internet. Everything's on the internet. And they we would should- have had tapes as well. It's not like Mean Gene was sitting on a phone for 24 hours a day waiting for someone to call through. It would have been the same. No, I think three- you misunderstood how it works. <laughs> three minutes to. Oh, that's why it was so expensive because you were right. calling through to Mean Gene. He just repeated himself again and again and ignored you. Start off with Arn Anderson versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, I didn't mind this as much this week. Yeah, because at least they're building a rivalry here, mm. um, and you know, Hulk. Uh, I mean, Hulk loses. The Macho comes to the comes for uh, comes to the ring for the save. God, that must have that must have upset Hulk Hogan to uh, have Macho Man doing the Hulk Hogan to him, where he comes in and makes it all about himself. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you could see the Taskmaster was out there, and Macho was trying to help and. But anyway, uh, Arn Anderson 
Uh, yeah, because they got distracted and then the referee was like, well, what's Macho doing in here? And so, like, lost via DQ. So, Arn's now beaten Hulk Hogan twice in mm. two weeks. So, I didn't mind this, you know. It shows the bad guys being bad guys. It means that Arn Anderson's won twice. So, the horseman can be like, oh, see, we beat Hulk. It's not that hard, blah, 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 blah. Also, how many people have beaten Hulk Hogan twice on television in, or pay-per-view? not many. Like, Arn Anderson is in rarefied air. But it actually makes Hulk a bit more likeable as well. I mean, mm. there are people booing. I mean, there's there's a lot of loud booing like, yeah. like, in the audience against Hulk Hogan. So, it's a way to counteract that as well. You mm. know what I mean? To make him a bit more sympathetic. Uh, you can have guys like Hulk Hogan or John Cena lose occasionally. It, it helps them. You know? Yeah. Um. You know, if they're losing to Marco Stunt, then maybe not. But, you know, if they lose to Arn Anderson in mm. dastardly ways, then... I don't know. I didn't yeah. mind this. I didn't mind this booking. Considering how it sort of all over the booking's been the last few weeks, this actually felt quite concise. Mm. No, I agree. I thought it was really good. Um, Hulk keeps biting Arn. Did you notice that? I didn't, but... Uh- I will now and forevermore, I assume. On the forehead as well, which would be doing as much damage to Hulk's teeth as it would be Arn's forehead, right? Well, I don't know. We need to get Britt Baker on to, to consult or Isaac <laughs> Yankum DDS. <laughs> I think Britt might be a better dentist than Isaac. Yeah. Well, I think Isaac's gimmick was that he was a bad dentist. But was it bad like evil or bad bad or both? Well, I don't, have you seen Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. I think his gimmick was like a less cool Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. You'll be a dentist, you'll be a success. Uh, next up, we had Alex Wright versus uh, Loch Ness Monster. Nessie looks huge next to Alex Wright in this match. I need to talk about this. So, the Alex Wright penis joke has clearly been purchased into by the commentators of WCW. They are talking about uh, the girth the size uh, of the, the the length, the weight uh, of the Belfast uh, of of Loch Ness. Sorry, as as Alex Wright is entering, as Alex Wright is doing his weird sort of dancing, gyrating, uh, you know, as he, as he is barely contained in in his his <laughs> underpants, <laughs> and they're going on about the the tremendous girth, the incredible girth of his, of his opponent. And I'm like, they're talking about his penis. They like this is somehow our podcast has got back to them. Uh, well, you know, he's the schlongster. It's hard Al- not to notice. Alex Wright is in WCW for the whole time, and God, I hope he gets a new pair of pants because I'm not sure I can do six years of talking about his penis. Well, <laughs> I don't think he does. I think he has the same green panties and leather jacket the whole time. Great. Six years of dust wonder kind. The Loch Ness Monster, just with a knee to the nuts and a body slam, gets the win. Yep. As he and should. Then, and then calls out Hulkster. But again, I didn't mind this. It's a bit of a squash match. They're trying to build up a monster. I was I was looking at him and I was like, physically, I can't imagine Hulk Hogan. Because the dimensions of his body, I can't imagine Hulk Hogan body slamming him. And I'm not sure they ever get to Loch Ness versus Hulk, but- um, I would really like to see that. 
just the body slam. Like, I don't care about the rest of it, which I guess is how people felt about Andre. But, like, Andre was not morbidly obese. No, not at all. He was just a big, tall dude. Massive. Nessie looks unwell. Like, when he moves. Like, he'll move and then literally yeah. fall into the corner of the ring and be like, <sighs> it's like, oh, Jesus I mean, Christ. well, this is this is his last run, and then in two years he's he's gone. So, uh, But, again, I don't mind it. They're trying to build up to something. Like, he mm. calls oh, out yeah, Hulk Hogan uh, after, after the match. So, um, yeah, didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. Agreed. Uh, Next up, we have the debut, or on Nitro debut, of uh, the Belfast Bruiser, which is Fit Finley, looking quite different. Woof, boy. Versus Brad Armstrong. This is one of the more severe mullets I've seen in any form of life, let alone wrestling. These are- this should be a hair versus hair match, because the, the two mullets on these men are so- yeah, Brad Armstrong's is not bad as well. They uh, they both look a bit like Lister from Red Dwarf. Well, uh, yeah, they do actually. I mean, Brad Brad Armstrong portrayed one of my all time favorite shit gimmicks, which is Arachna Man, which is which is <laughs> Spider Man, but you know, not copyrighted. Yeah, I um, love it when that happens, and and it's real. Like, it feels like when he paid for the. The like costume, he was like, "This isn't sticking around." <laughs> it looks like anyway. The um, this is a pretty good match though. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Eric uh, during the match announces the WCW Cruiserweight Tournament, mm. which is happening in Japan and America. Which I hope that happens. Um, and just another thing that was stolen by WWE from WCW. Just All another I'm- thing. Just, like, put it up on the board. <laughs> it's just outrageous. It really is. They just they have no shame whatsoever. And then, like, uh, you know, as someone who hadn't watched WCW as closely as I thought I had, you know what I mean? Like, there's a mm. whole bunch of WCW stuff where I'm like, oh, I haven't watched this. I didn't know about it. Yeah. You know, you can- The one thing you can't, especially at this point in time with WCW, that you can't- um, accuse them of is that they're not trying new things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they're constantly trying new things all the time. And uh, for a company that who who seems absolutely petrified of doing anything new, the, just the amount of stuff that they steal, not just from WCW, I'm sure, but mm. you know, even in just the short time that we've been doing this podcast, the amount of stuff that I've been like, oh, the, the New York stole that, New York stole that, <laughs> New York stole that, uh, and Cruiserweight. Yeah, tournament is um, mm. yeah, and twenty five years later or whatever as well, like <laughs> just unbelievable. It's um, Eric Bischoff was the last person in professional wrestling to have good ideas. Oh, what about TK and nah. Billy Corgan? It's all, it's all just stolen. Fifth Inlay's really good in the ring, uh, and he's also calling out William Regal, which us oh, Stephen Regal, which I'm excited to see those two, you know. Have an NXT UK match, yeah, hundred percent. The proper proper British style wrestling. Um, Although I think Fit might get a little bit upset uh, with you saying proper British style wrestling, but uh, he's from Belfast. I'm gonna gonna leave that there. Oh, they're part of the union. <laughs> yeah, they're not British. Mm-hmm. They are. Northern Ireland is part of. 
God. You are gonna you're gonna be like walking past a car <laughs> on your way up. out and you're gonna be like, Oh look, tick why is that car ticking? <laughs> <laughs> they are, man. On a world map, Northern Ireland is part of Great Britain. I know, but I suggest the reason why uh, the Belfast Bruiser is immediately calling out Lord Stephen Regal is because he is not happy about being part of the United Kingdom. Well, then he needs to move. <laughs> well, he has to the United States. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I love how in this match immediately, like, the USA chants start like Irish, yep. uh, <laughs> like Irish uh, bloody, uh, when someone moves from... Uh, one country to another uh, to uh, for a better life. What's the... Immigration? Yes, like Irish immigration <laughs> hadn't been like a major contributor to the USA's <laughs> success. You know, it's just like, who, this guy's a fucking filthy foreigner. USA, USA. It's like, he's fucking... You're all Irish, for fuck's sake. Your yep. background, the majority of you guys in this audience would be... I don't know. I just found that I just found that funny. I I envy people that can be that patriotic. Yeah, like I wish I yeah. could be part of something like that. I can't be, but I wish I could be. No, I I don't. I, I yeah. There's never. Yeah, I just don't get that way about Australia. No, at all. Uh, anyway, the brawler gets the win. Uh, and yeah, I've just put a note here saying the same thing that I said earlier that this is what Nitro was lacking just that sort of middle match of like hey here's two really good wrestlers having a good wrestling match yep absolutely I'm glad it's back here's a couple of dudes who can put on a good wrestling match and they kind of do for a bit uh, and then things go completely Nitro uh, Ric Flair versus Macho Man uh, this is a grudge match from last week where and every week before it for the last and, six yeah, months. Yeah, for the last 12 weeks. Uh, but last week, Liz turned on Macho Man, and they're really driving home the <laughs> Rick stolen everything off Macho Man. The, co- the commentators angle. keep saying that Ric Flair's living in Macho Man's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, first of all, it is kayfabe at this point that they're divorced because Hulk Hogan's have referenced it. So mm. either he was living with his ex-wife or also... Like, surely Ric Flair has a house of his own. Ric Flair yeah. has just turned Miss Elizabeth evil and then moved into her home. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's, it's so spectacular. great. It's, it's real Ric Flair. This is what I want. Like, not just like, you know, uh, you know. Uh, the kind of heel that like, might steal your girlfriend. The kind of heel that would, like, steal your girlfriend then treat her right. Yeah. Share his life with her. I also love how Eric keeps making little jokes about a whining sound from the northeast. He just can't like he he's obviously a ridiculously competitive person. He can't yeah. let it go. I mean, when he mentions it, Mongo goes with him a little bit. Bobby just never says anything at all. I think he has the attitude of like, well, they employed me for a period of time and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a go at them. Uh, but Eric is just like this brash, arrogant <laughs> little shit who's like, oh, well, all I can hear is a whining sound from. He's so great. The Northeastern earlier was uh, shilling the Baywatch episode, which still hasn't aired. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and is mentioning how Vader's on it. And um, 
you know, talking about how he's a whiny little bitch as well and has gone off and, uh, you know, had an interesting interaction with Paul Orndorff uh, in the locker room. So he's airing dirty laundry on there as well just to make WWF talent look terrible. And <laughs> He's so good. So as I was saying, this match goes is actually an okay wrestling match until things <laughs> turn mental. So Taskmaster comes down, uh, causes a distraction uh, for Poochie, uh, who is already out there trying to get his big face on TV. Uh, Arn hits Macho Man with knuckle dusters while Hulk is distracted, and Rick gets the pin. So that bit, I didn't mind. I quite liked it. I thought it looked cool. Yeah, like it worked well. Everyone did their part pretty well. Uh, and then we just get five to six minutes of, like, were they padding for time? Oh, no, sorry, the booty man. The booty man. God, yes. how can I forget about the booty man? This is this is the biggest debut of 1996. <laughs> the booty man. So, like, I don't know about the booty man, and I think you were probably excited for me to see <sighs> him. Uh, so, this is... This is Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who I have said on the podcast before that I loved when I was a kid. Now, Matt laughed at me when I t- talked about how much I love Brutus, but you got to understand, like- You were an idiot. I was fucking six years old, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Brutus was Hulk Hogan's, like, best bestie, you know what I mean? So, I loved Hulk, so I loved Brutus. Like, they were, they were a tag team for a long period of time. I think we've referenced Tugboat before, so I'm not going to do it, but- uh I, yeah, I love Tugboat as well. <laughs> by the time Tugboat uh, came along, I was a bit older and I was more into Ultimate Warrior then by that stage. <laughs> I'd moved on. I'd moved on. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the Booty Man's out there. Is he... Is the Booty Man, like, a any reference to the Ultimate Warrior at all? Or is this just no, what these guys think is a cool wrestling gimmick? So... This is my guess on what it is, is that he used to call him, in WWF, Hulk used to always call Brutus the Barber, brother, uh, Brutus the Barber beef ca- Beefcake, Brother Brutie or Broody Man, and so it's just a sound alike, and uh, okay. also it, it fits into the fact that every wrestling promotion has to have a male character who is obsessed n- not only with his own ass, but with the asses of others. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's the most it's a- <laughs> enduring wrestling gimmick. The ass-focused man. <laughs> true. It's, That's so true. Like I just like I just don't know why it's it's it, it is. Like there's no there's no one that's like I'm I'm the peck man. I just love pecs. <laughs> yeah, bicep man. Or, or I'm dude boob. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude boob is also my wrestling character when I debut, just so you know. I don't mind it. It's one of the three faces of Matthew K. Fabe, dude boob. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, they don't quite, and I believe they will at some point f- fill in the gaps here, but he debuts... He has been playing the Zodiac in the Dungeon of Doom and they don't really sort of, like, they sort of imply that there's something weird going on, but they don't just say, yeah, hey, wait a Eric's sec, that's confused. the Zodiac. Yeah, Eric's like, oh, is that? Like, he can't, He doesn't full out, mm. he doesn't uh, completely go full out and, and, and that, that's terrible English. He doesn't completely give it away and say, 
Mm. That's Zodiac. Uh, But he's- I think when he's saying that, though, he's implying that is it Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Hulk Hogan's friend. Oh, right. Um, Yeah, I hadn't even thought of it in that sense of, like, they're just completely- Ignoring Zodiac. That's what I thought Eric was doing. It's like, is that Zodiac yeah. or or is well, Zodiac's <laughs> disguise meant to be so good? That- <laughs> I mean, we are the official uh, podcast of Zodiac, but um, not the <laughs> not the serial killer. I reckon Zodiac's got more airing on this podcast than any <laughs> other wrestling podcast. <laughs> I would find it very very difficult. I own a Zodiac T-shirt. I got one off Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm like. <laughs> It's insane. I mean, like, there's no danger. You can wear that, you know. Like, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a wrestling t-shirt that wouldn't be being worn by, you know, at least twenty other fucking marks at a at a wrestling con. There's no way you could safely walk into any wrestling event in the future and know that no one else is wearing your Zodiac t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's probably right. And then I'm going to see one other person, though, and then, like, it becomes a conversation piece and I have to engage with this person that I don't really want to. Um, so, oh, I can they, never wear yeah. it. They might become your best your best friend. No. Or it might be Brutus the Barber Beefcake that comes up and is like, hey, cool shirt. And I'd be like, you already have a best friend. Stop trying to be friends with me. <laughs> I saw you on television 35 years ago. I'll be your friend, Brutus. You're, you're untrustworthy. I don't. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a secret? On first glance, I don't mind the booty man. I'm kind of into it. I think oh. you know what. You know what I genuinely think it is. I'm so happy to see someone else or something else in one of these like nitro endings that I'm like, cool, fine, whatever. Like Brutus the Barber Beefcake knockoff. Cool. No worries. I mean, as long as it as long as it's something else and a, a new wrinkle in this story, fine. I'll take it. I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but I was really, really excited to get the opportunity to talk about. Uh, How long do we have the booty man around for? Like only a couple of months, or he's around for a while, then he disappears for a couple of years. Then he returns as something else that I don't want to ruin for you because it's even even more exciting and shit. I think I know what the next gimmick is. I think I actually is is it the disciple? Yeah, yeah. No, I, so I remember the disciple, but the booty man I had no because he has a really awful boating accident, right? With Hog soon. No, I think that's that's already happened. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I think that happened like years before this. Because um, his face is all different now, uh. but he, um, I could be wrong about that, but you know, my my Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, knowledge is mixed. Yeah, we're gonna get some real. Uh, th- there's gonna be some people added to to his his thing. It's uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, and that's where it should have been left. It, it again, it was another one of these episodes where like, uh, Boo Man comes down. Here's your big debut. It's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He clears house. Uh, and then it should have just been him, Macho, and Hulk in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, celebrating. Mm. And then he cuts to Eric and he goes, I've just got word that next week there'll be a triple threat or, you know, the three-man tag match between those three dickheads in the ring <laughs> and um, Rick mm. and the Taskmaster. 
Well, I did think it was interesting that Eric Eric sort of said, you know, we're going to make this happen for you. Like it was it was almost sort of a the beginning of the fact that Eric is the president of WCW and can make matches happen. Yeah, but was he put in that scenario? Because like. Rick comes over and tries to rip Eric's headphones off again. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Mongo disappears and then comes back. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan and the booty man come over. You see Bobby Brain run- Bobby the Brain runs straight at the camera for a bit, which I found really <laughs> funny because he runs funny now, like as an old man. But, like... Honestly, man, I don't know if I can watch another uh, another ending like this. I mean, this is literally what, five episodes in a row where it's ended like this? Yeah, but every episode ends like this for the next five years. It's just various different people who are a little bit better at it doing it. Except for the times where, like, Nitro accidentally goes off air too early or, like- That's better, though. That's be- <laughs> I'd much prefer that than- because you can't hear what they're saying. People aren't mic'd up. Mean Gene pops up out of a sprinkler with a fucking microphone that also isn't working. Like, it just looks... You know, I know Eric might be able to... T- Eric genuinely looks pissed off that this is happening full mm. stop. So, it's either good acting or he's genuinely cracked the shits. Um, but, like, it just comes across as really amateurish. Which might be, like, what they're going for of, like, oh, anything can happen on Nitro. But... I don't know. I would 100% write that completely dead. Like, I would just cut all of that out. Yeah. Well, I yes, me too. Well, when I do my own promotion, I've been like, I, I really like the sass of Mean Gene. And I also like that his name is Mean Gene. And so, I've been thinking I'm going to have, like, Cranky Frankie be my back backstage interviewer. Can it be a female Frankie, though? Like, a sassy female Frankie? Not at first. But in true, uh, in a tribute to Macho Man, after three years, Cranky Frankie will disappear and be replaced by a very good-looking young woman who will have the Cranky Frankie gimmick. Yeah, I I would take the three of them talking to each other for five minutes uh, rather than this fucking comms desk bullshit that keeps happening each week. Like, I actually enjoyed Nitro this week, and then the last five minutes just made me go... I'm a shit demo. <laughs> I was just like, the, oh, fuck. The the booty man's there. We we've got to be happy. We we've I was got- happy with the booty man. I, yeah, but just uh, anyway, things are only gonna get better. Do we know what's happening on the uh, uh, WWF back? WWF are back. They've got yeah. they've got a pretty good episode to be honest. They got Razor Ramon defeated Goldust. Ooh, it's not a bad uh, match. Skip and Zip, your favourites, versus uh, Barry Horowitz, Horowitz and Aldo Montoya, ending in a no contest. Uh, the ringmaster, who is Stone Cold Steve Austin, or is Steve Austin anyway, or Steve Williams, uh, defeated Marty Jannetty. Uh, and The Undertaker defeated Tatanka. When I said this was a good episode, it's actually not a good episode. No, no not um, at all. There's some names on there, but... Yes. No. I think Jesus that's a, you'd be watching Nitro that one. However, yeah. WWF won the ratings, so it was oh, three point really? three point one to two point nine. I mean, yeah, it's not a huge win, but still a win. Mm. It's weird because I would not be watching WWF with the shows that they're putting up at the moment. No, well, WCW have both Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, so you'd be just taping and rewatching <laughs> WCW. But what's the, what's the match on that 
you know, even the Razor Ramon Gold Dust match, I'm like, yeah. It also ended in a double in a count out, which is uh, oh pretty God. lame. All right. Well, I think we can pretty much leave things there. All right, then. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. If you want to support the show, you can do that by rating and reviewing us, uh, telling your friends, following us on social media. We're at WrestleWolfPod on all the socials. Um, but until next time, Pepe is dead, brother friends.